Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi ho, everybody! Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, the weekly version where we're talking about an episode of a Disney Plus exclusive TV series. Is it TV? If it's streaming, that's beside the point. We are currently looking at behind the attraction, the Seven Bucks production look. I guess at a bunch of the awesome Disney, different Disney attractions looking behind them i guess i don't know where i'm going with this intro i'm one of your hosts griffin tonnell griffy d-pad and with me as always is the amazing mr mitch george how's it going it's kind of bittersweet because we have to take a break from the series starting next week yeah i'm excited though like that's i am too too we're 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 planning on doing two episodes next week on hawkeye and it's two episode premiere but for today, we got to talk all about that there behind the attractions episode on Space Mountain. Ba, 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 ba. I was about to start doing the Star Wars song, but that is not this attraction. That well, might get us a copyright strike if we were even on YouTube. Not this version of the attraction. There is a Star Wars version of Space Mountain. There is. And I really hope that when I get out to California that that's on because it's one of the coolest things about space mountain in orlando is that it's unique in that none of the other all the other attractions you know or all the other versions of this attraction have a different car system different like similar ish track structure but it's orlando is unique and or, what orlando does rather than retheming to star wars is they just turn off all the lights yeah and if you thought space mountain was dark when there was just like little stars in the sky let me tell you with all the lights turned off at halloween it is uh real wicked of an attraction especially if you're my wife and you get hit in the face by somebody's uh, cooling towel as you're riding it in the dark oh that is disgusting very much so we immediately went to a bathroom and washed everything (laughs) that's like that is a giving up going back to the hotel i was the last actually no we she she powered through because that was the night we'd gone to the halloween party Uh, okay and uh you power through for that unfortunately that or like any of the holiday stuff like this is a total a tangent but i keep 100%. seeing all the stuff for like the the mickey's christmas thing that's happening right now because like yeah. I, the first one just happened i'm like oh man i am so jealous yeah there's a few vloggers i follow that have been there i haven't watched the videos yet because as of this recording uh as a canadian citizen to re-enter the country you have to get a you have to have a negative pcr test within 72 hours of your trip unless that trip is shorter than 72 hours and my wife and i are trying to figure out if the journey across the border is worth it in the odd like in the off chance that one of us tests positive on the way back or we just can't get an appointment to get a test done there's a lot of variables to consider and we're still Working through the planning process of that trip, hoping for the best, but I have to wait and see. Someday. Which is, I feel like we say someday a lot on this show. Just because we both have aspirations to be in the parks every day of the week. Seriously, it's... I know what that would do to my bank account, and I don't love that, but at the same time, I would be willing to do it. All you'd have to do is get a job there and sell your soul. Yeah, well, I've already kind of sold my soul, but that's besides the point. Um, Space Mountain's got a one hell of a history, man. This is one where it's 
we have a lot of classic rides that are talked about between these first five episodes. You know, Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, stories we've already heard before. Um, but then you get into Star Tours and like, okay, we're kind of veering into our own stuff throughout the show of stuff we haven't necessarily heard of. Uh, Tower of Terror is a story I did not know. And so was this one. I did not know the story of Space Mountain. No, and it, I love that they started with a lot of the stories we already knew. And at this point in the series, they're starting to tell stories that we weren't as familiar with. Because I did mention in at least the Haunted Mansion and Jungle Cruise episodes that there was a lot of information that was retreaded from the Imagineering story, which debuted with Disney Plus November 19th of 2019. And I think it was the 19th because I listened to another one of our episodes earlier and I got the date wrong. So I hope I got it right. Um, but I feel like there was a lot more original storytelling here that we didn't get in that series, which I appreciated as a fan of the parks, as a fan of this documentary style, um, and as a fan of Disney. Yeah. The storytelling here was so good. It's like every episode has done this great job of cutting between old footage, new footage, interviews, motion graphics. The motion graphics in this one, especially were far better than anyone's. I love seeing modern motion graphics, like tied into really old concept art. Like that's something I will just always love forever. Yeah. The other thing the series does so well is their jump cuts of uh roller coaster thrill ride. Roller coaster. And it, it, it's something that they, they do so well. Uh, and they've done that well across like the production company, not Dwayne Johnson's production company, seven bucks, but uh, I can't remember the other production company's name off the top of my head, but the company behind the movies that made us the toys that made us. Um, uh, and, the cell. Yes. The cell. Um, that, that, that's just their storytelling style. And I really loved it there. And to take that same formula and apply it to the parks, it's a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, I or at least have- a match made in or, uh, Anaheim. I do have a very stupid gripe with Disney because of this episode. They showed footage from all the different like openings of Space Mountain. First off, just how cool it was that they got like actual astronauts to come to these like Buzz freaking Aldrin. Buzz freaking Aldrin. Um, at some point, they stopped making the Mickey's astronaut outfit cover his ears. And I don't know why this bugs me as much as it does. When we're in space, we don't need ears, Griffin. Yes, but except that if you you would not handle that. You could not handle that. Mickey Mouse, if you're unaware, Griffin, uh, Mickey Mouse is a fictional cartoon character. Look, I said this was stupid. I know this is stupid. So there is no universe in, when, in which this matters in the slightest. Again, I know this is stupid. <laughs> But no, talking a bit more about the actual attraction itself. Uh, this just, I've always had so much fun on this one. Uh, but if you are a bigger human, beware. It's tight. It's real tight. It is, is or you've written both Orlando and California. Is Orlando as tight? Cause like I felt, I felt snug, but I never felt like as a big guy that it, was inconvenient. Like, I guess you have longer legs than I do. So that might've been the problem for you. That's the bigger problem for me is like, I'm a bigger human. Um, no, you're a taller human. I'm a bigger human. No, I'm, I'm both. I'm both. Okay. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> Trust me. I got it. I got it to balance out. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, someone will decide. 
Yeah, someone else, someone other than me on the internet will judge me for it. That's how it always works. That's how the internet works. Um, it's definitely around the same amount of tightness, but the legroom is the biggest issue for me. Like, I have to sit in the front row of these of this ride so that I don't have my knees in my chest. I mean, the front row is the best way to experience this ride, I think. At least in the Orlando version with it being a single-seat attraction, similar, I think, to the Matterhorn in in California. I love the, I loved the idea when I sat in the front. Like, it's already enough of a thrill ride, not a roller coaster, that I don't need to sit in the back and feel the pull like I do on other attractions like Big Thunder. And sitting at the front with none of those obstructions in front of me is... It's great. It's 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 a wonderful. Like it's not the most thrilling coaster in the park, but the idea that it's in the dark and it's enclosed, like fully enclosed, it's it's novel in that way where you don't see very much of that. I know we have Rock and Roller Coaster, which is also uh, an enclosed coaster with a, you know thrill, and we're going to get Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which will also be an enclosed coaster. As far as I know, I don't think it has any exposed portion. It's all in that ride building. Yeah, I I know very little about that ride, and that is entirely on purpose. I don't want to know anything going into that ride. I will say nothing from this point forward. <laughs> like I've had you spoil things for me. Ooh, out of my own I volition. Asked if it was out okay. of my own, I, I own volition. Okay. Uh, you did, and I love you for that. Uh, this is one of like ride stuff. I refuse to know anything. That's fair. I think um, I think that's that's one of the reasons why we're not going to Orlando anytime soon is because we need to know when that's going to open because I need to ride that. Right. The other attraction I need to ride is the Shanghai version of Space Mountain, and that's the Tron light cycle coaster. First off, A plus transition, friend. Uh, second off, yeah, that ride. We're going to be get we're getting that in the United States, man. Right next door to Space Mountain. So you know that Space Mountain wait time of 45 minutes? Kiss that goodbye, because you know the Tron light cycle one's gonna eat all of those people's lunch. That's gonna end up with the 120-minute wait, and Space Mountain's gonna be a walk-on. Hey man, Genie Plus about to make a lot of money. God, if they're both still Genie Plus Lightning Lane attractions, like Lightning Lane Plus attractions where you have to pay for both, that seems silly, right? Like once that right, once Tron opens, children. they'll remove Space Mountain from that, just add it to the regular Genie Plus queue. I would assume. I would imagine they do it after a few days of both being open. Um, well, I, I, imagine I imagine that like Tron, like any new attraction that's going to open at this point, it's going to be virtual queue only, right? I would assume as much. Like that's how they did it with Star Wars. That's how they did it with Spider Man. Unless that's how they make the money and just sell those as well as doing the virtual queue. And the only way you can get it if the virtual queue is full is to pay fifteen bucks. We're in a whole new time of parks, man. Which, a whole new world. Where that, that, will, Robin that will get us copyrighted. Is rolling in his grave. Yeah, that's getting us copyrighted for sure. Good thing we're not on YouTube. True. Yeah, it, we're, I'm interested to see, but Tron's one of those rides. I want have wanted to ride this ride for so damn long. As soon as I heard about it, I'm like, this this is something like I, I, I can admit I have a problem with my weight and I need to get that under control. One of the biggest motivators for me is fitting on that damn light cycle. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel I feel confident that that's going to feel good no matter who you are, purely because of um, the flight in Pandora ride. Like I feel you, like it's a, it's a different it's a different mechanism though, right? Like even though does mechanism, Pandora does similar, have the back restraint, but and they do have the back restraint in on the Tron ride, 
What I feel like this do. has to be tighter though than Pandora. Like it's got to hold that thing's got to hold you in place because you're going fast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the coolest thing to me is this ride is that this Tron ride does go outside because that is the coolest architectural thing I have ever seen in an amusement park. Honestly, even though I know we have the the real castle in Orlando compared to the itty bitty one in California, I feel like that pavilion in Tomorrowland is going to end up becoming a major focal point in Magic Kingdom because it's so cool. I mark my words, Tron is going to become like um like Tower of Terror. And I say that and let me explain what I mean by that. In Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, previously MGM Studios, that's important, the icon of like the park was originally the water tower. It was this awesome water tower with mouse ears on it. And it was an actual functional water tower for the park. Um, well, there was also the there was the the sorcerer Mickey hat as well. And I there was like. hat, it was but pretty the, iconic. But there was like there was a legitimate like war between fans of like no the icon like the, the icon for the park is the water tower. No, it's the ears. And then they got rid of the ears. And man, it feels weird without the ears. But that's a whole another conversation. And then they got rid of the water tower and the ears, and now. Tower of Terror is this icon for that park because it's one, it's the tallest thing there, but also it is, it's iconic. Like people know that park for that attraction. I think people are going to know Tomorrowland for Tron. Tron is definitely going to be the icon of that land. I worry though, that it'll overshadow the castle just from a sheer like scale of, of like just the, it being as modern as it is and the scale of that damn pavilion, it's going to, it's going to make, it's going to turn eyes. Like people are going to, your eyes will be drawn to that as soon as you enter Tomorrowland. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think that the, that castle is big enough and iconic enough and Tron is kind of hidden away behind a building or two. Yeah. If Disney planned correctly, you will not see Tron when you enter the park. That would be pretty cool. Do something similar to um, Star Wars Galaxy Edge and Disneyland, where like a car, you... cars land as well at DCA, right? Well, like what's interesting about Star Wars is if you don't know that's there, you don't know that's there. There is you have to go through Frontierland to get to that park, and that's it. Yeah, Disney does a great job of both blocking out the rest of the world from wherever you're, whatever you're looking at. And also drawing you in as soon as you're in this new place. I think Toy Story Land does that. That's the only one I really have reference for. I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet. And I feel like the Tron Pavilion in Tomorrowland has to do the same thing of they had to have engineered it in such a way that it's behind all the Main Street buildings. The only thing you see when you come walking down Main Street in Orlando has to be the the castle. And then once you get to the middle of the spoke, then you can kind of see everything. Also, Or middle of the wheel. This is selfish. Give us more Tron. Tron is such a good franchise. Didn't they announce something new Tron related? Dude, there's been like rumors of another Tron movie. I think it was starring Jared Leto or something. Like, I don't know, but I, I just want more Tron. Tron is such a fun idea, and the grid is easily one of my favorite places just in general of pop culture. Like, when I was... When I was sitting down to name my internet in my new house, I, I had three ideas for the names, and two of them were The Grid 
in Flint's arcade. <laughs> like, I unabashedly love Tron. The third was the one that won, won out, and that was um, Hollow Bastion, which is so surprising to the kingdom. Doing a bit of research into this rumored Tron threequel or third film in the franchise, uh, you are right. Disney did try to get Jared Leto involved. The, the project was shelled in 2015. Okay. In 2017, they got involved with Jared Leto in some way, talking about the project. A version of Tron 3 was in the works as as uh, recently as 2020, with the Tron Legacy cast possibly returning, and that the working title of the Jared Leto-led Tron film had been changed to Tron Ares. And they announced a new director in August 2020. So this movie has some wheels Griffin, I think you might just get your wish someday. Yeah. I mean, tr- again, I, I, I'm at a point where it's like, I don't even care what we get. As long I as Daft Punk's doing the score again, we'll be good. Right. The score is like the best thing about that movie. It's one of the first uh, vinyl records I ever bought with my own money. Look at you being an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult who buys lightsabers. Hey, the, the, you got an adult sitting here who's trying to figure out how we can afford one when he gets there. I, I feel that pain. At the same time, we're here we are recording a Disney podcast, right? Disney, you hear that? I really want a lightsaber when I come to your parks. If you hear this, before you send the cease and desist, please get me a lightsaber. Uh, my lightsaber's too far away to turn it on and have the noise turn on right now. <laughs> Otherwise, I totally would do it. I know. You're doing um, it in your mind, and that's enough. I'm bringing it, it back to... Bringing it back to Space Mountain, though. Um, I want to... Sh- Disney loved playing with lighting. I love that, like, throughout all of their early attractions, Disney loved messing around with lighting. Like, that's, like, the entirety of Haunted Mansion is... Let's just let's just screw with light. I mean, that, I was, love- that was the Hatbox ghost in concept, was screwing with light, and then they realized that's not how light works, and then had to fix it. <laughs> yeah. But I love that this one's like, what do we want to do with the lighting here? I know. Let's make it scary by there not being any lighting. Again, you think it's scary with that lighting. Imagine it with none. It's Imagine. way freakier with none. You know what's the worst? Um, and I have written Lights it like on? This. Lights on. Lights <laughs> on is horrifying. You are so close to everything. Yeah. Uh, it is amazing just how well that is spaced out. And how rickety it actually looks from the inside. Like there's a there's a joke among people that's like, oh yeah, it's it's definitely held up with like wood and shit, and like it's not that far gone. Like they they did literally have to replace the tracks. Um, but it is it, it looks it looks scary on the inside, man. I also just miss when the people mover went through there. It still does. It still does. I In Orlando. Was... Oh yeah, the people move. I forget if the people mover exists anymore in Disneyland. It's so nice. It's one like that's one of the attractions. We're just like I can relax on that ride. If there's no line, I just ask the guy if I can stay on it. He says not a problem, and I do, and it's great. Gotta love those bathrooms of the future, man. Bathroom of the future. <laughs> nah, people mover is one of those rides where it's like I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong, but if you say it's your favorite ride at the Disney parks, I will give you crap over that. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's nowhere near that. My it's it's my favorite attraction to just mellow out on. But my favorite attraction in any Disney park remains to this day, Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage is so good, man. Let's let's talk more about Tomorrowland though, just because in general, I think one of the things that this 
episode really touched on really well was Tomorrowland is always just a giant question mark. I think that's probably part of like Walt Disney's original pitch for it made sense. And the way he pitched the parks of they're never, they're never done. And I think Tomorrowland is the hardest one to keep up with because it's even as soon as it's conceptualized, it's updated. So I'm surprised there hasn't been, I'm I'm just surprised there hasn't been more updates done to that area of the park in, in most of these parks. And I think we could see some major changes coming to future or Tomorrowland everywhere. Maybe a total retheme into something that's more science fiction rather than science fact. Yeah, I think it's that thing of like the original designs for um, Tomorrowland were what eventually became Walt's designs for Epcot of the showcase of future technology and the possibilities of the future. The Hall of Chemistry. I will never get over the fact that that existed in a Disney park purely just because of how much I hated my chemistry class in high school. <laughs> I have a fun story about chemistry class. So I, I went to university for engineering and to get into engineering, you had to have two grade 12 science credits. I didn't decide I want to do that until I was in the 12th grade and I did not have a grade 11 chemistry credit. So I had to, I had missed the cutoff for adding the grade 11 course to my day schedule by two days and had to go to night school to get grade 11 chemistry so I could then get grade 12 chemistry. So I have a weird relationship with chemistry in school. Yeah, um, I was computer science in college, and we were all all of the engineering's were together, right? Yeah. Um, CS was the only one who didn't have to take a chemistry course. My so, original plan was CS, and then when I decided to do engineering, I didn't. I just I looked at my and I'm like, uh oh, and got it sorted. It was I, a drag to have to drive out to the middle of nowhere for night school once a week, but I was also kind. Of, I think I was the only person who was there because they wanted to be, and not because they needed to be. That's a so. weird position to be in. Yeah. I thought I was the know-it-all in normal school. <laughs> night school was something very, very different. We can get to talking about night school uh, oh, any gosh. other day, but... That's another one of the... There's another podcast for this. Yeah, but any any final thoughts, Griffin, on Space Mountain or this episode of Behind the Attraction? Uh, these episodes just get better and better, and I'm almost kind of bummed that we're going to be taking five weeks off here. Oh, because I w- I'm so excited for more episodes of this. This episode, this is so fun. I mean, if you want to just keep going, we could just do one Hawkeye episode at the end <laughs> and not get to talk about it every week. Nah, I, I re- I'm more excited for Hawkeye than I yeah, am disappointed too. for stepping us away from the show for a little bit. I'm not so, gonna lie; I'm probably gonna watch all of these before Hawkeye comes out, and then just rewatch them when we do the episodes. I mean. Also, if we wanted to get ahead in content, we could just watch and record them and not really worry about when they come out. You know what? Fair point. Fair point. But my brain is so fried right now to think about content production. Oh, no. Totally unrelated. But Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes have announced they've broken up. Oh, no. Yeah, I saw that earlier. I didn't. (laughs) I spent too much time on Twitter. Yeah, me too. Well, no, because I opened up Twitter because I I sent you the... um, the posters for adventure through the Walt Disney archives. Cause I'm wondering Griffin, how many episodes that's going to be when they're all dropping and uh, what comes after Hawkeye and this. So we will see. We already agreed not to do another Disney parks. One. <laughs> We've so not much right parks. away. <laughs> it's not parks. It's archives. Fair enough. Let's, let's wrap up this show though. 
Mitch, where can where can people find us if they want to keep up? With you can us? find us all over the internet at D plus us. You can find Griffin on Twitter at Griffy Dpad G R I F F I D P A D. I'm all over the internet at Mr. Mitch George or at MitchGeorge.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at D plus us. That's plus that spelled already. out. That you did? Yeah. I uh, led well, with that. that. Oh, well, I'm dumb. Anyway. It's okay. D plus us on Twitter. D plus us. Follow us. Yeah, I get a D plus for uh, where my brain's at right now. Ah, you know what? That's goodness. fair. It's Wednesday. We've got all this great content coming over the next couple of days. We got a Pokemon game coming out this week, which has nothing to do with Disney, but I had to say it anyway because I say it on everything that Pokemon is great and y'all I mean, should go play it. Pikachu was equated to Mickey Mouse in a lot of ways, so there's your there's your in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where we wrap up the show. Remember, folks, we've said it a few times, but we will be taking a break from this and going through the entirety of the Hawkeye series starting next week with both episodes as individual episodes of the podcast. Keep an eye out on our Twitter for updates about that, updates about this show. If you want to see more of this before more of Hawkeye, let us know. Also, let us know what you think of Space Mountain. Before we get done with this episode and we get into Hawkeye next week, this is our last chance, Griffin. I want one crazy balls to the wall uh, prediction for something we get in Hawkeye over the next five weeks. Hmm. Oh, dear God. I had a prediction and then I learned it was true about 40 minutes ago. Um, I'm going to say the circus of crime shows up in this. And mine is that Vincent D'Onofrio reprises his role as Kingpin from Daredevil in Hawkeye. Keep an eye out for that next week and an eye out for our normal episode of the show. The most recent came out on Tuesday and it was all about the announcements on Disney Plus Day. It's an abnormal episode and frankly, really fun and a weird energy that we had in that episode. I feel like we bring a weird energy every week and that was just balls to the wall throw everything and see what sticks and it was a blast dude. <laughs> yeah go listen to that and come hang out with us next week um and if you've enjoyed this thank you thank you thank you thank you uh i say it at the end of every episode or mitch will occasionally say it um we only love when you here. set me up for it only when you set me up for it it's your thing so i let you have it unless you want me to say it <laughs> it's, i love it being both of our things um, no, we love having you here. We love that we can be a part of your lives. And if we've made your day even just the tiniest fraction better, then this podcast was worth it. So thank you so, so much for listening. We'll see you all next time. And until then, have a magical